Holy Spirit, you are here in this room. We come in your presence, O oh God. Fill this room, fill our hearts and minds so we can encounter living Christ, so we can prepare and rejoice in the Lord. Holy Spirit, touch me and speak to me with your Holy Spirit and power. Together, we want to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is already fourth Sunday in Advent. Advent is a special time of the year for us to welcome Jesus in our heart as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It is also a great time for us to prepare for the second coming of Christ. For Christians, Christmas is about focusing on Jesus Christ who came to us as an infant. Christmas is not just a holiday, but a season to celebrate with the light. We have lights all over this room, Christmas lights, and most of all, above all these beautiful lights, Christ's light. The Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of eternity. His light never dies out. Christ's light gives life to the broken people in a broken world, like you and me and the people outside. Before I went to seminary, I met a pastor in Norwood in a casual setting. He told me about his near-death experience, and he said, heaven is real. Before he became a pastor, he used to work in a large law firm in downtown Cincinnati with his wife. He and his wife were atheists. One day he had a bad car, horrible car accident, and he almost died. The ambulance rushed him to the ER, but they did not know whether he was going to make it or not. The last thing he remembered was everyone was crying around his hospital bed and thinking, he died. But a strange thing happened. While his, bed, his physical body was laying on the hospital bed, his mind and spirit came out of his body. He said, I had an out-of-world, out-of-this-world experience. Suddenly, he saw two figures waiting at the door, waiting to take him somewhere he did not know where. He had no choice but to follow them. It was worse than a nightmare, he said. They took him through a long, dark tunnel, and he was miserable. He cried out for help, but nothing happened. He did not know what else to do, but cried out to God for help. He said, I didn't even believe in God, but I was just so desperate, and I asked God, he said, give me a second chance. And somehow, he said, I began to repent all my sin and asking for another chance. Then he saw a little light, bright light coming from the other side. He said, it was getting lighter and lighter. At the end of the black, dark tunnel, he heard a voice saying to him, your life is not over yet. He heard Jesus speaking to him from the bright light. He told him to go back and tell others, about his experience, about the light of eternity in Christ Jesus. Today, we are going to look into two chapters of Revelation. Apostle John, in his old age, he saw a new heaven and new earth. Because God is love, 
He sent his beloved son to demonstrate his love. Demonstrate his love by sending his precious son for the salvation of humanity. That's not the end of the story. The gracious God wants his children to prepare for the second coming of Christ. Let's read what uh, John is telling us from Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 through 3. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Then the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his, his people. And God himself will be with them. The Bible begins with God's beautiful creation in Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. And everything he made was good and perfect and awesome. In the middle, we have a long story of God's interaction with a broken and sinful people. And all of God's creation is broken and in need of God's healing and renewal. We just saw the devastation from tornado hit um, Mayfield, Kentucky and elsewhere destroying the lives, taking lives of our loved ones, and homes and businesses were torn down. And the COVID-19 continues to steal lives and quality of lives globally. People and God's creations are groaning. However, when Christ returns, he will renew everything in heaven and earth. There will be a new heaven and new earth. All the sickness and corruption, darkness will pass. The Bible says, God's home is among people. He will be living with his beloved children in a new city, God's city, called Jerusalem. And John continues, with his vision in verses 22 to 26. It reads, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon or to shine on it, for the glory of God gives its light and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, and there will be no night there. And the glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Chapters 21-22 is the apocalypse of the entire Bible. In the end time, it's the end time revelation of God, God's glory and power and the final judgment. 
In heaven, there is no temple because the entire city becomes a sanctuary. God is the temple. There is no church in heaven. There will be no church services in heaven, right? And yet people everywhere, they will worship anytime, anywhere. The church is needed only on earth in order to prepare people for the day. It is like a training center. It's like a spiritual hospital, help people to connect with Jesus Christ and to empower us so we can help people to know the love of God. We are here to point people to Christ, the light of eternity, and rescue them from darkness of this world by the Holy Spirit. Since God's eternal life, light is so bright, darkness and impure things cannot exist in the presence of God's glory. Jesus is the sun. There is no need for sun or moon. He is the perfect, complete light of eternity. The new heaven is so magnificent and glorious place prepared for those who are purified themselves in Christ Jesus. We cannot make ourselves clean, but our faith in Jesus Christ makes us clean. No evil can enter it, no slum or darkness can enter it because of God's amazing, powerful glory. Everyone who believes in and believes in the Lord, who, who follows Jesus Christ, will be able to live in a new heaven and new earth and new city. That's because city of God. Now, is there anyone who doesn't want to be there? Right. This is what we are waiting. This is what we are preparing during this season, Advent season. It is a time of a double waiting, waiting to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and preparing for his return. Jesus came as an infant, but do you know what? He will not come as an infant, humble boy. He will come as a king of glory and power. He is the final righteous judge. So let's talk about waiting. Christmas is only six days away from today, and it's not that hard for us to wait to celebrate his birthday, right? Even little kids can wait one, two, three, four, five, six. But what about waiting for his return? not knowing exact time, exact day, even exact year. Does anyone like to wait in line without knowing how long? So how do we wait for the second coming of Christ? How would we do this? So let me begin by saying this. Love makes it possible for us to wait. But we don't just wait by wasting our time. We wait by preparing our hearts and mind by doing good deeds, serving others, and loving God. We wait realistically and practically. Last Thursday evening, we served, we gave probably 100 Christmas gifts to the families and children in our community. And the family stayed 
I talked with this young girl. She was seven. I think she looked like she's about six or seven. She came in, and she was just so excited about coming. She said, today I'm going to buy Christmas gifts for my mom and dad and my friends. She had $1, right? But guess what? Because you donated, with $1, she purchased about 15 different Christmas gifts. She was just so delighted. She was just so happy. And I saw a man, gentleman, uh, had uh, two children. He said he just came here to Cincinnati from Nicaragua, and he wants to get uh, gifts for his children. So we gave him a big bag of Christmas gifts and a gift card. And then he was just so overwhelmed. He said, how much do I owe you? I said, it's free. It's a gift from the church because God loves you. And do you know Jesus loves you? He said, yes, I do. I said, good. God bless you. Not only they came to receive Christmas gifts donated by the church, but they stayed for the community dinner. I believe we served about 100 meals last Thursday, right? Some of you were there to serve because some people say, let me take extra to share with my neighbors and my friends. I praise the Lord for our amazing volunteers. I praise God for your generosity. I praise God for God's gracious gift for us to be able to serve. So this is how we wait. We wait as we serve others with God's love in Jesus Christ. We wait as we grieve with those who are grieving. We wait as we pray for those who are in need. Now we wait also as we stand against the spirit of darkness and evil, hopelessness and fear. This is how we wait. This is how we wait together toward the light of Christ and receive God's real peace and joy in spite of failure, disappointment, sickness, even death. We wait by knowing from the heart that Christ will come back with his glory, with his amazing love and power. We know and believe God's victory over darkness is so certain. Christ will come again. He will. Jesus tells this parable about the ten bridesmaids in Matthew chapter 25. It is a very familiar story about preparation. The five wise and five foolish in relation to getting ready for the second coming of Christ. Verse 1 and 5, Matthew, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But, but the wise took flask, jar of oil with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they, will they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Every bridesmaid had to wait for the bridegroom. No one knew the exact time of his coming, but they, ex they expected with assurance for his return. So they waited, they waited, they waited even more. The ten bridesmaids became sleepy and tired and weary, and everyone fell asleep. But at midnight, 
when they least expected, the bridegroom came and he took his bridesmaids. The five wise went to the wedding banquet with their bridegroom. The five foolish didn't make it for two reasons. Their lamps were going out, not enough oil. And the second, the bridegroom didn't know them. So what does the extra oil have to do with the preparation and knowing Jesus? The lamp referred to the word of God, and Jesus is the word of God. The oil refers to the Holy Spirit, knowing Jesus through his word and the Holy Spirit. Psalm 119.105 tells us, God's word is a lamp to our feet and light to our path. You know, in January, starting in 2022, I'm talking about the new year before Christmas, we are going to have a church-wide study. We will be studying Colossians. This is our new Bible, uh, daily Bible reading plan. So when you leave, you can pick it up. This is in the narthex. Or this is a great time for you to join a small group because every, we are encouraging every group, discipleship, to study the work of God together. So if you do not uh, join the group, maybe you can call the church office this week and let them know. The Amy Tomlinson will connect you to the right group. This is all about we want us to grow together. We want to build each other in a small group. So when we do this, it's about believing God together for salvation and continue to have a relationship with God in His Word, in His Holy Spirit. We are saved by Christ, by believing in Christ Jesus. And we need to walk out together for, as we prepare for the coming of the Lord. The five wise bridesmaids knew their bridegroom, but the foolish heaven they did not know. How do we know this? Jesus tells us in verse, verse 11 and 12. Five unwise went back and they got their extra oil, but when they come back, it was too late. The letter, the other also came and said, Sir, sir, means Lord, Lord. They said, Open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Do you know Jesus? Do you know about Jesus? Or do you know him? What does he like? What does he dislike? What makes him happy? What makes him grieve? What makes him rejoice? What is it like? We know him through the word of God, by the Holy Spirit. We know him through, have a personal experience with God. There is something that you just have to do it, to know for yourselves. Because no one can do this for you. The five wise couldn't share their oil with them. So let us prepare for ourselves before it's too late. So how do we prepare spiritually for the coming of the Lord during this Advent season as we celebrate the birth of the King? How do we do this? We wait by surrendering our will to the will of God in Jesus Christ. We surrender by positioning ourselves to the light of Jesus Christ. 
The word surrender has a negative meaning in this world. If you serve them in the military, if you are general, um, surrender means what? Defeat, to failure, and giving up one's liberty. But for Christians, it's an absolute victory. It's about letting go of ourselves in order to follow God's will. Surrender to God is an act of love and humility. It is not a sign of defeat, but it's a sign of victory over darkness by the Holy Spirit. God's love empowers us to surrender to God. We cannot do our own flesh. We don't want to do it. But in God, nothing is impossible. And God does not force us because he's so gracious God and loving God. But we, out of his love, we want to please the Lord with an act of obedience. But and yet, all of us, we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Waiting for Christmas is more than just shopping and being entertained, although they are fun thing to do. I just went shopping a couple days ago. It's fun to buy gifts for the loved ones, but there is more. It's about kneeling down to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords. Kneeling down is a posture of surrendering our will, our ego, our desires, all this to the Lord, to Jesus, because He is the light of eternity. Ultimately, the one thing that matters is knowing Christ. We anchor to life everlasting and prepare ourselves for a new heaven and new earth. The only thing the only thing that can prevail in life is God's love in Christ. Jesus came, and Christ is here, and he will come again. So we are here together to build each other up, support one another, get us ready. So what is God saying to you today? Is there anything that stopped you from welcoming and preparing the coming of Christ? Do you believe that he will return, Jesus will come? The Revelation 22, 7, Jesus said, Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. He said, I'm coming soon. And are you prepared with extra oil in your lamp? And all these things, once you accept Christ into your heart, the Spirit of God who lives in you will empower you, will strengthen all of us together so we can be ready as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. May it be so, O Lord. May it be so. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, we thank you for sending your precious son, Jesus, to us as an infant boy. This is the demonstration of your love. So we are rejoicing, we are celebrating for his, the birth, God, together. 
with the body of Jesus Christ. As we prepare for this, Lord, open our hearts and minds to prepare for the second coming of Christ. So may the Holy Spirit speak to your beloved sons and daughters who are here and who are watching and worshiping at home. Wherever they are, O oh God, may the Lord stir our hearts, create a hunger in our hearts, and give us joy and peace this, this Advent season for the Christ King who lives with us now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen.